0: Hey, it's Katie. And Alana. And you're back for another episode of Black and Yellow. What
1: up, Black and Yellow Nation? Welcome back to another episode. If you are new to the show, new to the nation, new to the everything that is this podcast, welcome. Follow us and subscribe so you never miss an episode. That's that nifty little purple plus sign in the upper right-hand corner on the Apple Podcast app. And on Spotify, it's that little button that says, follow. Uh, and if you're a black and yellow nation native, we're happy to have you back for another show. And we're also happy because summer is officially in full swing. It is here, <laughs> right? Half of 2021 <laughs> is gone. Uh. <laughs> I don't know how we got here. But we're, um, here. we're here. And the 4th of July is uh, is over there. It is right around the corner. Literally. Sunday, to be exact. And... I don't know about you, Katie. I've always been a fan of the 4th of July. Mm. Mainly, it's like a, a no present, no religious yes. affiliation. Yes. Um, no family pressures. Assuming you don't celebrate with your family, if you do, then then that last bit does not apply. But it's like, it feels <laughs> a very, like, no pressure, like, Chill. national party holiday. Right? Yeah. It's yeah, like, totally. Yeah, it's like cooking and kicking back and, like, there's always a pool involved in my celebration. And then... <laughs> fireworks lots of fireworks yes more fireworks and alcohol oh interesting okay i'm I'm kidding (laughs) i was like that doesn't sound (laughs) no i'm kidding i'm kidding i'm kidding are you into the fourth of july like what's your stance
0: yes yes to everything for whatever reason there was never a pool maybe i just wasn't in an area um But it all kind of went downhill for me, and sorry to take it on a sad note, when I adopted dogs who don't like fireworks. So now every year is uh, lots of whining and anxiousness and pacing and just not knowing what to do and not wanting to go outside and only wanted to stay in. Um, The first year that I had my youngest dog, so the first time he experienced fireworks, he would bark at the sky because he didn't know what was going on sure. but he was like I don't care I love fireworks I'm going to just look up at the sky and bark which was the cutest thing ever I bet and then he became an adult and became scared of everything <laughs> which is kind of sad what but also turn. kind of adorable yeah <laughs> so uh <laughs> and it's just because I think I think the old our older dog um has always been anxious around fireworks and so I think he just kind of Observed that as a puppy and kind of started to mimic it in Learned his own way. Yes. Yeah. Wow. Uh, last year was really challenging for us because we had a baby uh, who did not sleep more than four hours at a time. And so we were all in the living room. We had the white noise machine against the window. We had the dishwasher running. Uh, which is, for people who don't know, is on the opposite side of the room, away from the windows. We had the TV blaring. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> it's just like a whole Cacophony of sound. And, you know, surprisingly, the baby was totally fine with TV noise. And so it, like, soothed him right to sleep. Hmm. And then I was in a recliner. And the small dog was under the part of the recliner that kind of, you know, pops out with your, you know, so your feet can be lifted.
1: Yes. So Hope he was like hiding. Helpful.
0: He was hiding under that because I had a blanket draped over. So he was like in his own mini fort, and Got then uh, the big dog was uh, pacing a lot, and she was little, nervous. There, yeah, she was the one we kind of felt bad for. But I get uh, that. Yeah, I used to love Fourth of July. <laughs> <laughs> and now you hate it. <laughs> now it's like we have to set up all these preparations beforehand. It's was like, okay, do we have the anxiety pills? Check. Do we have the dishwasher ready to go and run? Check. Do wow. we have electricity? Check.
1: Talk about a 4th of July preparation. I never expected.
0: Yeah. Neither did I. Huh. Uh, I married into it. So... <laughs>
1: In other news, your baby sleeps like my fiance. Just, mm. j- just a thing to know. Loud TVs on, like, my fiance's mm. all about it. As is baby boy. So, hey, similarities. I'm not going to complain.
0: Yeah. <laughs> as, long as, as long as somebody in our house can sleep.
1: <laughs> I get that. I feel yes. that. And yes. I also understand you about the the dogs or pets. Yeah. Um, my dodgeball league, when it was happening, um, they would always get together on July 5th. Fifth and go out Whoa. and look for dogs that were reported missing or pets <gasps> that oh, were reported no. missing yeah and that was like our neighborhood way of celebrating and then giving back because yes big loud boom in the sky is very disorienting for pets so that was our yeah. way of trying to give give oh something
0: i didn't even think about that
1: oh. yeah 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 it's a it's a i think it's one of the biggest holidays for like pets going missing because pets I run and hide it. and are scared and are looking for some place to feel safe and away from the noise, so, yeah.
0: Yeah, I believe it. Same. So, anyway, today's episode is going to be really fun. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Katie loves it! Katie loves it! <laughs> uh,
0: so, this is my... like. So, for me, Katie, this is my first holiday podcast episode. Woo, woo, woo. And secondly... Uh, I feel like this may be, uh, I mean, maybe St. Patrick's Day. I don't know. If not I don't mm. know. But uh, this may be the first big holiday celebration coming out of a pandemic. Uh, I know for Washington, we just got the clear today to be back. Yeah. Uh, okay. So feeling people might be going a little extra, might be doing a little uh-huh. extra this year. Yep, um, yep. I am prepared. I got the anxiety pills. I got the dishwasher ready. I got the TV going. We have Netflix. We have Disney Plus. Uh, We are set. (laughs) So anyway, in preparation. (laughs) In preparation for Independence Day, we are going to celebrate in a black and yellow kind of way. Um, I'm going to be talking about fireworks, specifically how they are loved, celebrated, and liberally used in Asian American celebrations. And in celebrations in Asian countries. And Alana is going to be talking about how once upon a time, the 4th of July was a black holiday. Mm -hmm. Yes. But first, let's put our money where our mouth is.
1: Let's do it, shall we? If you're new to the show, this is our small business segment where we want you to diversify your dollars. You can engage every day in economic protest. And this segment is going to help you with that. Uh, every week, Katie and I like to spotlight a Black and Asian-owned business that we like, that we believe in, that we want you to shop with and support, so that you can diversify your dollars and uh, support businesses, both big and small. So, I will kick this off. My business is called Pip Snacks. Uh, on yeah. the socials, they are at Pip Snacks and. I really love when I fall in love with a company and then I find out they're black owned. And that's exactly the case with this company. I stand for it, I'm here for it. It keeps me satiated and satisfied. It kept me full all throughout the pandemic. Uh, and that company is Pip Snacks. And if that sounds familiar, they were featured on Shark Tank. I think they won like $200,000 oh. on Shark Tank or oh something. God. I don't I'm not a Shark Tank watcher, but I'm going to take it from your reaction, that is big shit.
0: Oh, I guess I don't know either. I'm just it sounds oh, okay. like
1: <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, they were on Shark Tank, though. I discovered them through my imperfect food subscription, but that's a side note. So Jeff Martin co-founded Pip Snacks with his sister Jen and his wife Teresa in 2012. The company is woman-owned, minority-owned family business with the best, most delicious truffle popcorn I've ever shoved Ooh. down my gullet. True story. They're like mini that is popcorn fancy. kernels. They are delicious, and you feel fancy, but you're not paying a fancy price. Okay, I was going to ask. You're not paying a fancy price. I promise you that. Okay. Um, they've got, like, good popcorn, but if popcorn's not your thing, they've got, like, yummy Popcorn corn is my chips. favorite thing. Hey, they've also got cheese balls, which I can, I get <laughs> down with, like, cheesy, crunchy, salty things, real talk. Mm-hmm. Yummy, like, snack crackers. Yes. And, um Just all the things, all the snacks that you want to snack on. My personal favorites are the truffle popcorn and the truffle cheese crunchies, like their version Mm. of like a truffle white cheddar Cheeto, if you will. Okay. What can I say? Like cheese, salt, crunch, you got me. Got (laughs) it. Visit pipsnacks.com and get your snack on. I mean, the 4th of July is like on Sunday and you need snacks for the 4th of July. Yeah, you need lots of snacks. Yes. It's, it's a day of snacks, really. Think People think it's a day of barbecue and that's, that's lunacy.
0: Oh, for sure. Yeah. <laughs> snacks and hydration. Key. Key, <sighs> key. That runs the gamut. <laughs> I agree with you. I agree with you. I agree. Have you ever ordered food off
1: Etsy? Uh... Ye- No, I have considered it, but I did not do it. Mm. Yes, I was going to order chocolate covered Oreos that looked like golf balls for my fiance's birthday. But I I chose against it because white chocolate is bullshit.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I was always hesitant because it's well, I shouldn't say because it's Etsy, but because I always assumed Etsy was more of like a craft type store and Mm -hmm. like customizing everything type store not like tangible items yeah not like a let's buy food and eat it type of store like i was like that's why i go to a grocery store for yeah no i Um, get that for sure but i decided to try this place uh i guess they're not a physical place but um the etsy store mia bakery store all one word no social media i could not find it for the life of me
1: Oh, has, it's like a cutty business. Yeah, Love
0: it. yeah. Has the most delicious, beautiful, and thick mooncakes I have ever seen and tasted. Ooh, yeah. What's I'm, a mooncake? Oh, I wouldn't be able to tell you. It's like this really <laughs> pretty, intricately designed cake. It's like a little circle, and it has. It's filled with. There's a there's an assortment of different things. I think the most common is red bean. Um. Mm. It, It, yeah, it's very cakey like. Um, Mm. and it's delicious. delicious. It sounds like it. It is so delicious. I've only had it one other time before, and for whatever reason, I was like, I really want mooncakes. And what place sells them outside of Chinese New Year and Lunar New Year? Not many, but this place did. And they, the opening experience of them was so different than i have ever experienced i don't know if it's a pandemic thing or if it's going to be a post-pandemic thing but it's on my tiktok and it comes in an individual bag so you unwrap it and then it's in an individual box
1: Oh, so it's in a
0: box and a, a bag. Russian
1: nesting doll. But yes, in exactly. Gift wrap form. Yes, Got exactly.
0: It. So you unwrap it and then there's a box and you can see like all the designs on it. And then you open the box and then you can eat it. And they have so many different flavors. So they have the red bean, which I think is typical. Sure. But then they have red bean with yolk or they have um, this like date paste and walnut filled. They have a lotus seed paste with or without candied dates. They have a mixed nut and cranberry and they have a few others. Wow. And it doesn't have a lot of, it doesn't seem like it has a lot of traction, the store and it might seem sketchy because some people are the same customers writing the same reviews over and over because of how much they like it. Like myself,
1: that, that works. But, That's uh, all it takes. They
0: are delicious. They are cute. They are beautiful and they are thick. And I am <gasps> and it- literally salivating. I'm <laughs> just waiting for one. <laughs>
1: I mean, get you a Mia cake for the 4th of July. I mean, you have to stay full and happy on the 4th of July. So oh, like, these will
0: fill you for sure.
1: Mia cakes, pip snacks. I mean, I think that we just told you like what your snacks are for the 4th of July. I'm just mm-hmm. saying. We'll Good, drop links delicious. to these in show notes if you want to get your mouth around a Mia cake or a moon cake, I should say, if you want to get your hands around some snacks. Mm-hmm. But let's move on to some firework talk. Because yes. I love a firework. Hmm. Maybe we
0: should have identified, We should probably should have identified the types of fireworks, but
1: it's, you know, it's true that felt a little bit off. uh like it feels like that's a whole separate conversation. Oh, probably. Yeah, that's a good Point. I mean? <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> so there are. I mean, so I had to do some research on this because I didn't know where fireworks came from and like mm. that whole story. Um, there's different information about like the journey to our current fireworks that we know and love and the history. But there are certain sources like the S- Smithsonian and the American Pyrotechnics Association and other places that did have like the same origin story for fireworks. Yes. So I felt like I would say that at least so we have some context. Um, fireworks were unintentionally invented in 200 B.C. China. That's a long unintention-
1: time ago. Yeah, unintentionally. And I'm really about this unintentionally business. That was the
0: exact word that they used. <laughs>
1: unintentionally. Ah, okay. Uh, the
0: Chinese were trying to ward off demons by throwing bamboo sticks into fire, and the popping noise is what resulted in not only the scare of the demons, but the fireworks. Yes. So, sometime between 600 and 900 AD. Chinese alchemists invented gunpowder. And so then fireworks were discovered soon after and were used to ward off evil spirits, celebrate birthdays, weddings, and and other events and celebrations. They traveled to other countries. Particularly, they mentioned um, Europe and... Oh, gosh. Uh, Somewhere... Oh, gosh. Somewhere in the Middle East, they mentioned. Okay. (laughs) And... I'm sorry, I didn't do my thorough research, but they traveled and they were used in all of their like public entertainment, religious festivities, holidays, etc. So it kind of expanded in terms of when you would use fireworks. And then by the 12th century, Chinese discovered they could attach fireworks to arrows and release them in the sky and shoot them off there. Because I think before they were literally just like throwing it into fire. Ah. And having to look down at the fireworks, but now, yeah, now you could look up and see an array across the sky of design and sound, and probably also help the ears when it's not so close to your face.
1: <laughs> right. I mean, there's an interesting black crossover here because I know in Ooh. certain like fringe black religions, yeah, when blessing a new space. It's customary or it's traditional to bring in um, some sort of, depending on what your religion is, maybe a priestess or a priest or a healer. And it's not uncommon for them to bring two sticks to clap together.
0: And as they're
1: going through each room, blessing the room and trying to ward off or trying to scare out, I should say, the evil spirits, they'll hit two sticks together. Oh, Okay. The intention being very similar, which is like driving out the demons or driving out the evil spirits. So this whole like slapping sticks together thing is <laughs> it, I didn't realize it was rooted so far back in time. I always thought that was like something that my crazy black aunt would do, <laughs> but I didn't realize it had it, it had other implications, too. That's tight. I love that. It kind of makes sense, too. Like you make noise that scares people away. Yeah, exactly. Except How for the, the Chinese outdid it us cuz they were like we're going to put this on an arrow and we're going to like boom and it's going to look <laughs> awesome and it's going to scare the demons out There you
0: go. Triple threat.
1: Ex- exactly. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. I did
0: think it was interesting that it was like arrows but it but it um but it makes sense. And then it ended up being paper. And then yeah, we kind of were routed to where we are now. Sure. Sure. And fun fact, because I have to. Of course. <laughs> in twenty nineteen, the Walt Disney Company was the largest consumer of fireworks in that the does US. Not me. Does not surprise me. They uh, have many locations.
1: I wouldn't be surprised if Disney the company produces its own fireworks. Oh, I don't know. I a lot of
0: research that I was looking into said a lot of people or companies look to China for mm. their fireworks.
1: Got it. Got it. I, for some reason, thought that Disney might have, like, a closed loop on their fireworks. save like, them money. Well, that's what I'm saying. Like, if you use the most fireworks uh, uh, than any other American company, why not at a certain point you're Disney? Come on. Make your own fireworks so you're using your own product as opposed to outsourcing. But... Yeah. Uh, I mean, it knows. makes sense.
0: I mean, they, they basically hear. own everything at this point, so they might as well.
1: You're plugged in, Katie. <laughs> go, go run till Disney. Go go, let them know that that was the idea that that you heard and you need. That and they I should, should be compensated gone. for <laughs> <laughs> uh, Exactly, exactly.
0: Yeah. So um, Asian-Americans in particular in the United States may use fireworks to celebrate Chinese New Year, Lunar New Year, Mid-Autumn Moon Festivals, and Diwali. Uh, but to be honest, I found very little information about these experiences. Um, so I don't know if maybe the U.S. is not doing as much research or thought process on fireworks and how it may pertain to different ethnicities and celebrations. And, I'm, me. and I myself do not have extensive knowledge or my own personal experience in all of these different holidays, religious practices and other um, outside of the Fourth of July and New Year's Day. Uh, In my opinion, it seems in my opinion and in the research that I did, it also seems like what the United States does know about fireworks celebrations outside of the Fourth of July and New Year's Day um, seems to be more so focused on the celebration of Chinese New Year and Diwali, which Mm -hmm. in the, I guess, explanations of the two holidays and practices of them. Seems to be more rooted in China and India and Chinese and Indian individuals, mm-hmm. instead of in- also including Chinese Americans and Indian Americans in their practices in the United States. Interesting. Yeah, the duality thing.
1: is Yeah, like, yeah, for sure, definitely. I mean, I also feel like I'm not entirely sure what Diwali is. I know that Ch- I mean Chinese New Year. I feel like even. I feel like those are the two holidays that have broken through to our Americanized calendars, Mm -hmm. right? Yeah. They they come in every standard calendar that you get at the top of every year. And I wonder if that's because those are two holidays, maybe the way that they're celebrated. We can understand conceptually because we ring in our New Year's in similar ways. Does that make sense? Yeah, totally.
0: Yeah, and every, I would say, every... Oh, yeah, because, I mean, every ethnicity, every religion, I think, celebrates differently and at different times. Uh, I think, oh, gosh, I don't want to say it wrong, but I, I'm pretty sure Koreans celebrate it at the end of January. That's I think that's when Lunar New Year tends to be. So, that's typically it. when they c- celebrate New Year's instead of January 1st, like mm. we may do. Yeah, so, And then Chinese New Year tends to be somewhere around that time as well. And, yeah, I think there are many stereotypical things. I think there's also a lot of, like, consumerism in it. And, like, you can profit a lot off of in the United States by being, like, mm-hmm. celebrate this holiday with us that you don't know yeah, anything the- about, that you can be uh-huh. all, like, touristy about, blah, blah, blah.
1: Yeah. yeah. I mean, we just came through Pride. and it, it it does feel like big corporations oh, every year sure. in June slap a rainbow on something mm-hmm. and and turn it for profit. So I definitely see what you're saying. Yeah
0: um and so i mean asian americans may have used fireworks um i'm not sure if african americans have used fireworks in their celebrations though i would like to think they did and i would like to hear a lot more
1: oh i mean they totally did i'm just like i I, (laughs) I, yes i know they did the research told me so and also like black people go off like we absolutely did but I think that it's the one thing that I think about Fourth of July that no one wants us to know. And when I say no one, I mean like the white capitalists mm. I don't want to know that the Fourth of July is a black holiday or at Ooh. least it used to be.
0: Tell Just me a- more. Tell me more.
1: Well, it all started with the famed abolitionist Frederick Douglass. Mm. So back in the day, that day specifically being July fifth, eighteen fifty two, and way way, way back. back, okay, in Rochester, New York, Douglas was speaking, and he gave his mostly white audience um, a question to noodle on. Okay, he said, "What to the American slave is your Fourth of July?" And then he went on to say that it was, quote, a day that reveals to him more than all other days in the year, the gross injustice and cruelty to which he is the constant victim. Oh. He then goes on to say that, quote, I am not included within the pale of this glorious anniversary. The 4th of July is yours, not mine. End quote. Mm. But that all changed a decade later when African-Americans like Douglas had a change of heart and they put their own stank on (laughs) Independence Day, transforming it into this celebration of black freedom. Yes. And why were we celebrating? Well, because the Civil War ended, there were Four million newly emancipated citizens, and they don't want to celebrate all of this new freedom. And so with this new independence, Independence Day was almost exclusively a black holiday in the states of the former Confederacy. That was until white people, white Southerners specifically, in their feelings of violently reasserted their dominance over the region, and put an end to these Black celebrations. And I think when we think about the celebration, the evolution of the celebration of the 4th of July, it's Mm -hmm. good to think about it as as like pre-Civil War and post. Okay. Because pre-Civil War, white Americans all over the country celebrated the 4th of July. They ate, they drank a lot, they had parades, and then they drank some more. (laughs) Just saying yeah, yeah. It was a big drinking holiday. And one European visitor was quoted as saying it was almost the only holy day kept in America. But black uh, but- Americans celebrated a whole lot differently. Okay. Like it was not the same pomp and circumstance that white Americans pre-Civil War had. And when I say there was a lot less pomp and circumstance, there was less turn-up, there was less feasting and drinking, less excitement, just like less passion. Mm. And for those who did observe the holiday, like Douglas, for instance, they prefer to do so on July 5th to better accentuate the difference between the high promises of the 4th and the low realities of life for African-Americans. While, let's also think this through here, avoiding drunk white celebrators, you know, safety first, just saying. Yes, for sure. And so... Then came along July 4th, 1865, post-Civil War. Okay. And the South, they were not happy. Mm -hmm. They were basically like stuck on Mad Day because after losing the Civil War, which, as a reminder, was a four-year-long bloody battle to break free from the U.S. and defend the institution of slavery— Confederate Mm -hmm. sympathizers were not, like, trying to do all of that and celebrate the Fourth now that they were back in the Union and slavery was over. However, Black people, they were getting it in. From Washington, D.C. to Mobile, Alabama, they gathered Mm -hmm. to watch fireworks hey. yes hey now <laughs> and listen to orators recite the emancipation proclamation the declaration of independence and the 13th amendment which abolished slavery when it was ratified in late 1865 i guess that's the like old version of the beat dropping like they watch fireworks and they listen to the, the the recitation of the emancipation proclamation mm-hmm And according to a very historical word on a very historical street, Mm -hmm. Charleston, South Carolina had the most extraordinary festivities because South Carolina, Charleston specifically, was Mm -hmm. after all a black majority city where Southern secession and the Civil War had begun. So they had a lot of reasons to celebrate And each year, thousands of black South Carolinians lined up to watch the African American militia companies march through the city's streets. I mean, this was a huge fucking deal. Like they were led by mounted by mounted officers, some of whom were ex-slaves. These these were often black owned companies and were named for abolitionists and other black heroes. The 1874 4th of July parade included the Lincoln Rifle Guard, the Atticus Light Infantry and Douglas Light Infantry and the Garrison Light Infantry. Because, you know, Man. black people, we do it for the culture. We just like give it all the way up. <laughs> um, also, let's talk about gender for a second. OK, because I would like to think that women were getting it in most of all because well, we they hope were so very visible partakers in 4th of July celebrations which was their form of rebelling back against the gender and, in many cases, class barriers mm-hmm. that relegated them to the sidelines of Reconstruction politics. So, your domestic workers and your washwomen of the Daughters of Zion and the Sisters of Zion marched in parades each year. The 1875 parade featured a carriage carrying, quote, a queen for the day, mm. end quote which was a striking a striking declaration uh, simply because white people routinely denied black women that kind of respectability. Mm. Yeah. Uh, as per the Atlantic at Charleston's White Point Garden, freed women joined freed men in annual performances of songs and dances, including one that was called the Tula uh, Tula Lou that had, like, naughty meetings, if you know what I'm saying. If you're picking up what I'm putting down. Mm -hmm. About two dozen participants, evenly split men and women, formed a ring into which one of the female dancers would move while the others sang and clapped. And what they would sing is, go hunt your lover, Tula Lu, go find your lover, Tula Lu. And they sort of urged the woman in the center who eventually would then choose a suitor for the night. So hmm. it was basically like Bumble before Bumble was Bumble, but it was significant. Like women were tr- were basically picking who they wanted their lovers to be for the evening. But this particular practice also allowed ex-slaves to poke fun at the elite courtship rituals of their former masters, <laughs> right? Yeah, yeah. Who also engaged in a celebration of their own emancipation. That's and awesome. so in 1876, 50 groups danced the Tula Lu from early morning until midnight so it was right so it was sort of like the first inclinations of like oh god like the big dance marathon the dance marathons like that you would see in the movie like um they shoot horses don't they i think like was a big dance marathon movie where like at the end of the dance marathon if you survived if you're the last couple standing you Mm -hmm. got money so yeah 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 it was like an early version of that except for you didn't get money but you like got someone to chat out with hey. for the night just <laughs> saying and the dance was so popular among the freed population in charleston that the tulalu eventually became shorthand for fourth of july there so if you were in oh. the mo in charleston you weren't like hey girl we're celebrating the fourth of july it's like no girl tulalu will you be there fantastic <laughs> Um, but yeah, like I said earlier, not everyone was happy about this, mainly white Southerners or white Mm. people who deeply resented their former slaves turning the 4th of July into a commemoration of black liberty. And this Mm. was not just in Charleston. This was Charleston and everywhere else, to be clear. Yes. So at the end of the day, uh, Frederick Douglass was right. You know, when he said all those years ago that the 4th of July was not for black people, he might've had a point there Mm -hmm. just saying but to round out this episode i think our call to action is have a safe and happy fourth of july yes just saying like you know get out there don't drink and drive if you are partaking of uh, in july 5th more power to you like you are doing it for the ancestors and the culture and we love it and if you're lighting fireworks god please be safe they make me nervous.
0: 100%. Don't, <laughs> don't stand over the firework as you're lighting it, please.
1: Are they? So they, uh, people are shooting them off illegally in my neck of the woods. Are they allowed where you live?
0: In my county, yes, they are okay. legal. In the county next to us, they are illegal.
1: Got it. Mm-hmm. Okay. So it's a sticky situation
0: out mm-hmm. there. Yeah, you gotta be watch. You gotta watch the borders for sure. Ah,
1: got it, got it. Here in South LA, someone just got like a big truck just detonated because someone was stockpiling fireworks—the oh, commercial and homemade kind, whatever that means. Right, exactly. <laughs> and I and someone snitched, and there was like a, a big <gasps> oh. tanker that was taking them out, and the tanker exploded. So,
0: oh my gosh!
1: Yes, LA loves their fireworks, and I don't know how, how legal they are here, but <laughs> yeah, we we go off. Uh, that being said, I happy 4th of July, you yeah. guys. Like, We're in it halfway through 2021. Have a great 4th of July. We will be back next week. We are the Black and Yellow Podcast. If you want to keep, with the, keep up with us on the socials, we are at Black and Yellow Podcast across all of the social platforms. Or shoot us an email if you want to tell us how you like this episode. Tell us how you celebrate the 4th of July or just tell us your secrets. And that email address is mm. podcastblackandyellow at gmail.com. And you can find us
0: individually on, well, I'm on Instagram <laughs> at Scholar. I probably should have prefaced if you're also, I don't know if you're on Twitter, but I probably should have asked.
1: No, thank you for asking. Okay, okay. Good to know. <laughs> <Thank you.
0: laughs> for future, yes. Yeah, so Instagram, where can they find you, Alana?
1: At Renegade of Fun. Woohoo.
0: Yeah. Check us out on Instagram. DM us. Let us know what you thought. Mm -hmm. And like Alana said, have a happy and safe 4th of July. We'll be back next week. Take
1: care, y'all. Bye. Bye.